Hello and welcome to the Casuals to Degenerates podcast. I'm your host, Luke Probasco, and with me always is my co-host, Jacob Belleville. Hey, Jacob. Hey, what's going on? I was just watching some of these bowl games. We got the start of the second half here and I'm watching the North Carolina-Oregon game. What about you? I am watching the Oregon-North Carolina game as well. Not I'm surprised. I mean, North Carolina is like making plays defensively. Yeah, kind of crazy. No one saw this coming. Let's no. be honest. And I anticipate sometime soon after the bowl game. I think. Haven't heard anything more, but I, I just don't think that uh, Drake May is going to stay with North Carolina. I think he's out. That'd be big news. Big big news. Well, let's get right into it. Make sure you're you're listening to this, so make sure you're going out there downloading it. Give us a rate and review. Let's get into our quick hitter. Playoff season is upon us. We've we're in the championship games. During the playoffs, I had a team that was pretty good, just underperformed in the first round. What would you rather do? happen in the playoffs that you score high and be bounced in the first round or get eliminated in the semis I just want to win just I mean, I don't really, yeah I don't really care like points don't matter you know so I mean I'm looking in our league wins over points wins over points I'm looking in our league and I'm doing you know backwards math if uh you were able to beat Patrick in the first round. Mm-hmm. You would have faced Grim last week, and you would have beat Grim. Uh, I think in your no, never mind. You d- you definitely would have lost. Yeah, we knew the assignment after we lost the the first round. Okay. Like we, we need that draft pick. We need that draft <laughs> You either want to be first or last. You don't want to be somewhere in the middle. That is for sure. So, for me, I think I would, like, rather put up a high score and be bounced than get eliminated in the semis. Because, like I said, you want to be first or last. So, at least I'm going to go out shooting. Like, this last week, I had beaten Patrick... But he, like, we talked about our league average being 170. He put up 194. Like, that's nothing to be bummed about. At least, like, you know, if your team just doesn't show up, that's like, okay, well, that's kind of depressing. I will say the last two, three weeks of, like, fantasy football have been insane. Like, with weather, with some of these scores that have come out. Like, I was in one league where a guy who clearly had the best team in that dynasty league he put up like 70 points and he was like averaging maybe 120. Wow. Just all like, I don't know. It's It's been a crazy week of scoring. It's honestly kind of just been a, a crazy year. I mean, your last like three games, like Justin Herbert's put up like three touchdowns and like a rushing touchdown or something. Like he hasn't been like super great. And then you had the cold weather games where everyone was rushing the ball. And then like... Well, like, like, total league scoring is down. And you had, like, the Houston Texans, who are, like, the punching bag of the league, like, all of a sudden, the last, like, five, six weeks have been, like, competent, and then the Colts have no idea what they're doing. Like, 
You can probably say that every year is weird. I just, I don't know. I don't know if it's like just because recency bias or something, but this year feels different. Yeah, I, I agree. So, we like to talk in the group chat about uh, wearing fleece. Um, some some managers love to be coated in it, while others want no part of it. I put it out on Twitter. If you make a trade in fantasy football and the league thinks it's a fleece job, but both trade parties like the trade, is it a fleece? There were 17 votes. Kind of depressing. There's only 17. Had like 180-some interactions. So, bummed about that. But... 70.6% 70.6% said no, and 29.4% said yes. One of the comments was something to the effect of, like, hey, if you would have traded me last year, Josh Jacobs, for Najee Harris, straight up, is that a fleece? I know you're not a big Najee guy, but he performed pretty well last year, and Josh Jacobs didn't really, and things weren't looking good. And it's drastically different you've got Josh Jacobs being like the best running back this year but like that's that's the best part that I love about Dynasty is like it looks so bad at the beginning but then after time doesn't look all that bad I remember in one league I traded like Debo and Paris Campbell for like I can't even remember but then then Debo became a running back and like was great I was like oh well that didn't turn out great for me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I tend to look at, like, Dynasty where it's, you're betting on a career. So, like, the Josh Jacobs, Najee Harris example, I think those are similar players. They're probably going to have a similar total career. I wouldn't say it's a fleece either way. I, I, I just think it's even. But if you look at it year to year, then... If you look at it year to year, yeah. Like, it's easy to be like, oh, I got fleeced. And then, like, I traded A.J. Brown and I think DeAndre Swift for Kyle Pitts. It looks like I got fleeced. I still don't really believe that, though. I don't know. All right. Well, let's get into some NCAA news. According to Sports Illustrated... In a critical offseason for their future, bowl officials plan to explore with commissioners revolutionary changes, including offering NIL pay and increasing 6-6 six and six eligibility standards. Payouts from bowls could be directed to the players instead of the conferences. I think this would be a great way to get people to maybe not opt out or let less your Bijans and your Bryce Young, well, I guess Bryce Young is going to play, but, like, your top guys will probably still sit out because they're going to make a lot more money over the, you know, over the course of their NFL careers. But I really like this as a possible way to get more talent out there on the fields for bowl games. Yeah, but, I mean, if you expand college football playoffs, like, the bowl games mean less and less every year. But if you win, yeah. you get paid more. No, I understand that, but I mean, even for, for fans. Like, are you as excited about bowl games now as before even the 14 playoff? No. I'm not. The rules, the, ru- 
Rose Bowl isn't the Rose Bowl anymore. I'm I miss the just the national championship when we were pretty much just told here's what it is, and then people could argue because I thought it was healthy for the sport. While it might not have always been fair, I thought it was healthy. Yeah, I just I just think some of the revenue is going to be leaking away from these bowl games and some of the support from you know major companies and they're kind of seeing the writing on the wall and like how do we get star players to continue playing in them i saw one bowl i don't even remember which one it was but it was like a jimmy kimmel bowl i was like what the what the hell is going on here why does jimmy kimmel have a bowl so no idea i'm thinking if we can get our if we can get our uh listenership to get bumped up, we might have our own bowl in the near future. I'll sing the national anthem. Who's going to say no? I mean, it's exactly. our bowl. We can do whatever our we bowl. want. Yeah. We'd have to think of a trophy. We'll probably let Tweet pick out the trophy. It seems like he'd be really good at figuring that out. Just going to be a can of beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what we do. Like, back in the Super Bowl when you have like people out in the in the locker room smoking and uh, drinking booze, maybe that's what we provide the teams in the locker room. Just every vice imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> as long as Texas A and M doesn't go to our bowl game, we should be okay. Everybody on the team's twenty one. <laughs> that's all we care. Yep. Well, going pro, we had uh, Nate. We had uh, Billingsley decided to go pro, and also Jaron Hall uh, go pro. And then just a few hours ago, we had Kayshawn Boutte decide that he is going to go pro. Jacob, let's hear your thoughts around around that. I mean, Jaron Hall is, I don't know, does he get drafted? Probably not. If he does, it's like super late. Yeah. But what about Boutte? Billingsley is like, he might as well go pro. He can't even stick around like college programs. So I don't know. He just needs like, I don't, he's, I don't know. But I don't know what's going on there. I don't know where he gets drafted either. This is a really deep tight end class. So I don't really see him being drafted day one or day two for sure. He'll be like a seventh round guy. Yeah. If, he, uh, if anything, he gets drafted because of his, like, pedigree that would, coming that out would of high the, school. That would be the only reason he gets drafted. So I just don't see it. Boutte, I think it was ultimately the best decision was for him to go pro because worst case scenario, you go back to LSU, you don't have the season that you want to improve draft stock, or you get hurt again. And then all of a sudden your draft stock kind of tumbles. I still think he's probably a day two guy. Like, even with the question marks that teams probably are going to have after this last year. I mean. Plus the whole, I'm coming back. Now I'm coming. Like, you can, you know, you're supposed to make the best decision for yourself. And obviously you reevaluated things. But then, like, if you're a team, like, well, what happened? Like, why did you say you're going back and then you're not? Like, what kind of commitment issues do you have? Like, what's going on? I think, I think the, the pre-draft process and interviews are going to be like his big thing. Yeah, he might probably. he might be the end up being like the George Pickens like steal of the draft type thing. I don't know if George Pickens is really a steal, but I think the 
wide receivers that went in front of them, like he could have gone in front of those wide receivers. Not all of them, just some of them. I mean, yeah. Like Jahan Dotson, like I would take pick Dotson, over Dotson. probably. Yeah. So, so there's. Where'd he go? Washington. No, I'm like, where did I'm trying to think? Like, did Velish Jones go before Pickens? I believe so. Yeah, that's that's awful. <laughs> there's no no way around that one, but um, yeah, I think if you have the chance to declare early and just even get drafted, I think you do it. You're like basically you're going to be a year earlier to that second contract, which is when you actually get paid. So if you actually think you're a good player, just go. Like, that's my thoughts on it. Let's see here. I am going to go to the transfer portal now. So this is getting, like, a lot of stuff's coming in there. I'm getting a hard time of figuring out when when I've talked about it and when I'm not, so I'm trying to highlight them. First, I'm looking up Velas Jones with the 71st pick. And uh, 71st and Pickens was... Fifty-two. So he went before Phelous Jones. That's good. So, but like if Hyatt goes before Boutte this this year, I think that'll be like or uh, Tillman. If either of those two go before Boutte, I think that would be like okay, what's going on? I think Tillman. Yeah, Hyatt. I don't know. I I think Hyatt is like being kind of slept on right now. Not too much, I guess, with the transfer portal. Uh, Jacob, a new addition, is Eric Gilbert. He goes into the portal. Great. Don't know what's going on with that guy. The guy had so much talent and just a lot he of things. The, going. He has the talent, but, like, and it's a, it's a tough position for me, like, being, like, a fantasy manager of that player just because he's going to have to sit out a year it's a whole nother year I'm like just clogging up my roster but he has the talent to get drafted I don't know what to do I don't know yeah I mean that's the part we have such deep rosters that you can clog somebody and keep them there yeah there's no there's no like hard and fast rules with tight end as far as being like a fourth year guy a fifth year guy like what do I do with him Talent wise, I think you just got to keep him on on there. Probably. Uh, Grim Chris Marshall, he is going to Old Miss. Tweet. It's not official yet, but I believe that uh, Joshua Simon, tight end from Western Kentucky, is going to go to South Carolina. And DJ U Patrick going to Oregon State. Hudson Card for Chad is now going to Purdue. Uh, LJ Johnson for myself is going to SMU. Don't feel great about that because they had a couple other people go to SMU last year. Like, I just don't know. People seem to gravitate towards SMU and from wider, or from the running back spot and just nothing's really going on. Yeah, 
so I don't love that. And that's all the updates that we have. Pretty light on the transfer portal news for our league. Again, a, a reminder that January 18th is when the transfer portal closes. Good deal. Any NFL news for you, Jacob? Not really. No. Nothing of note has really happened. I mean, Derek Carr, we all talked about it in the chat. He's getting sat down. I've just seen some things where, like, his contract, like the wording of it, it makes sense for them to sit him the last two games because if he gets injured, I think his next year's salary becomes just a like fully guaranteed. He gets the money. So it's like, don't risk the injury. You're not playing for anything right now. So. And Tua gets in the concussion protocol again. This is, I mean, it's, I think, documented as two concussions this year, but everyone knows that game that he was wobbling around that it wasn't a concussion. That's probably like three in a year. That can't be good. No, and the reality is, like, it's, it's something you recover from. But you only have so many, like, times to recover from it. Like, there's permanent damage done every time you get a, a serious concussion. So, so let's... So, to me, if, like, if I had two on my roster, like, I'm concerned, for sure. I'm curious on what the Dolphins... Because they're probably going to make the playoffs, right? They're sitting, sitting pretty. It'll be a wild card team. And... Does he get a chance to play in the playoffs? I think it's, it's going to be really interesting, and obviously you got the whole offseason. I don't know a lot about concussions, how long it really takes someone to recover, all of that stuff. I mean, everybody's different, but it's... Each one, each one though, takes longer. So it's, it's... You only have so many, like, you only have so many tickets you can punch. It's like a cat with nine lives, you're saying. I'm saying that being punch drunk in boxing is a real thing. So, Tua needs to take care of himself, number one. And number two, the organization, I mean, as long as the doctor clears him, they're going to say, get out there. Yeah. They, they want to win a Super Bowl. So, I mean... It's definitely going to be interesting to watch. And this brings me to my next point. In the group chat, Grim mentioned something about me having 10 guys, then he figures out that he can't actually count that high, and he says it's actually 8. Um, and I just want everybody in the league to know what really happened there. Tua gets ruled out. Grim tries to go look up Teddy Bridgewater because he wants to put him on his team because that's what he likes to do. He likes to hoard quarterbacks, and he sees that he's on my team. That's what really happened. He will never admit to it, you know, but, like, let's be honest. We all know that's what happened. Sure, I've got eight quarterbacks. Plenty of them are cuttable. Our, we've got 35 bench spots. See, I just didn't go out with the intentions of drafting all the quarterbacks, even though that's what I was told I would do. So I just want to clear up things for the league. Also, Grim, if you want to come on, feel free. 
We've got an open invitation every week. Just hop on. Won't hurt. To anyone. Anyone. So, anyways. Let's get into our league news. Malik Willis. Stat line for week 16. 14 for 23. 99 yards. Zero touchdowns. Two interceptions. Seven carries for 43 yards and one touchdown. Brings that tutty. But they lose to the Texans. 14 to 19. That is not good. The Texans have now doubled their win total. And Malik is part of that. What do you, Jacob? We've talked about it in the chat this week. You are a supporter. You're there to support Malik in the good times and the bad times, while other managers just want him off their roster. Well, what what advice would you give Malik or the or the the current manager, Brett? Uh, the number one advice I would give Malik is that. You're not good at throwing the football right now, and I don't think you understand the schemes, the system, whatever you want to call it. I don't think you understand the progressions. So your best bet is just to throw it to Traylon Burks, which you didn't do. So that would be my advice to Malik Willis. That sounds awful. What you need to do is cut up like 20 hours of college tape of him just crushing it sit down with them in a room and talk about how awesome he is. At least that's what I learned from watching a lot of football games and talking about how good Tua is, and that's how he became good. Yeah. I'm of the belief that Tua (laughs) is still a below-average quarterback in the league, regardless of concussions. I think Malik Willis has everything he needs to be an above-average quarterback. But how do you not throw it to your guy? How do you not throw it to Traylon Burks? Well, the problem is is that he's too, even, like, he's too big the, and too fast. But that's the whole point. It doesn't need to be accurate. <laughs> you just throw it to him. He can't figure it out. It's that well, li- It's the Liberty education, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm a big fan of, like, just, like, guys with tools, just because, partially because I don't know how to really evaluate the position, but no, at nobody the same does. time, no, nobody does, and so it's like, okay, you have all these things, these boxes checked, I like you, well, we're getting to the point with Malik where I don't think I like you anymore. Oh, man. Are you going to take away, like... For Christmas, you probably gave him, like, some special... I think back to, like, middle school. You gave, like, a girl a necklace or something, and you're like, can I have that back? Like, I don't know. I don't think I like you like that anymore. Is that what's happening? Are we watching a breakup? Not really a breakup, just, hey, we got to be honest with each other. Like, we're we're in two different places. Mm. Those are tough conversations to have. I know. Like, I want to go to college in Colorado. I want to play for Dion, and you want to go. You want to go to Florida State. It's just it's not working out anymore. I hear you. Well, trade counter still at eighty-one. No more trades. 
Um, but you did put out some feelers there, Jacob. You said that you wanted a trade to get done. Just reach Wait, out I to you. I have a trade done. You do? I do. All right. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know if we can actually, like, put it in the chat. Like, oh. is that against the rules? I mean, depends on, like, when it is. Like, if it's for NFL players, you can't put it in. Cause... It's NFL to college. I mean. It's NFL to college? Yeah, so I'm trading away an NFL player and getting college players in return. Right. So, yeah, college. I mean, the NFL's done until after the championship. So after sun or after Monday, then you can can do that. I just didn't know if announcing it was against your bylaws. Well, you can read them. They're they're again free for everyone to look at and read. So is there is there an audio book version? Uh, I think Tweet's still working on that, but I think he's just, <laughs> he's trying to figure out all the buttons that there are to uh, make an audiobook, I think. Hopefully he doesn't do it in his southern accent. I have a feeling he will. <laughs> you, there will be drunk parts of the audiobook and then non-drunk parts. And then at some point he might pass out and just give it to like his dog Rizzo, and then you'll just like hear Rizzo licking the microphone or something else. Who knows? knows who knows so let's get on to our week 15 matchups jacob take us away all right week 15 semifinal week we had luke versus patrick patrick had another good showing this week but it didn't matter luke gets the win and advances to the championship a remarkable turnaround from worst to potentially first. Outside of the managers you were able to fleece, is there any anything or anyone in particular that you'd like to give a shout out to? Man. I th- I mean I think so. Give me, you know, I'll I'll let you do the the next recap. I think there's a perfect video that I have that that can tell exactly who I have to thank. Yeah. We'll come back to you. All right. So the next matchup was Grimm versus Corey. Grimm gets the big win, cementing himself in the championship game in his first championship game appearance. Corey's volatile team was the wrong kind of volatile this week. Will Grimm be able to choose the right quarterbacks next week? Will the loss of Derrick Henry hamper him in the championship? Does he have enough horses to finish this championship race? We will find out. All right, here's here's who I have to thank. Last but not least, I want to thank me. <laughs> I want to thank me for believing in me. I want to thank me for doing all this hard work. I want to thank me for having no days off. I want to thank me for, for never quitting. I want to thank me for always being a giver. And trying to give more than I receive. I want to thank me for trying to do more right than wrong. I want to thank me for just being me at all times. Snoop Dogg, you a bad Luke D-O-double-G. I mean, that's what it is. I just want to thank me, you know? (laughs) It was a lot of hard work that I put into this, you know? So. It is a lot of hard work, period. I mean, this league is definitely a lot of fun, but... 
the more you put in, kind of the more you get out. So yeah, the other the other stuff too that I have to do, honestly, for a commissioner work that the whole getting people from fan tracks over to sleeper, figuring yeah. all that out. That is, that took a lot of time last year. That, yeah, that's a nightmare, and we appreciate you for that. I appreciate you for appreciating me. You know what? Hey, no one else I, does. No one else listen. mentions it. It's just you, Jacob. So I, listen, I I'm, commissioned a few leagues. No leagues are like this. I still kind of sometimes hate it. Like people, I dropped the wrong guy. Well, don't drop the wrong guy. You know what I mean? Like I'm. I don't want to go back into this to the app and correct things. So. Yeah, no, it's a lot of work, and especially with this format. So, well, now... So, little playoffs. Playoffs, we get Luke versus Grimm for the championship. The two teams that were ranked one and two preseason and now postseason. Let's get a prediction. What will be the final score, Luke? Well, obviously, I'm going to win. Grimm, after you listen to the episode, since you weren't able to join us because it's late and whatever I would like a prediction from you as well in the chat so Luke you go first so I will say again for all those who are are not in the league who uh, maybe this is the first time they've listened our our league average is about 170 points I am going to say I'm going to score 203 points while Grimm scores 187 and I'm going to take home the championship. And I will be... I don't even know. You guys will have to figure out what... You know, what does that call me? My champ champ? Am I, like, the emperor? Am I the czar? What? I believe... So, here's a Conor McGregor quote. The double champ does what the fuck he wants. I'll just come up with whatever term I want to do. Um. So... That's you know that's kind of how I, I see it happening. Uh, I guess the league had different opinions when you posted a a poll in the chat. For those who well, aren't in the chat, can can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so I posted a poll. It wasn't necessarily an opinion on who they thought would win. It was an opinion on who do you want to win. You know, between you and Grim, right? And it was resoundingly for Grim. <laughs> Which I don't know if that says more about me or Grim. I don't know either, but uh, no, I think I think your team on paper is just kind of head and shoulders above everybody's right now, and so it's easy to root against the the Goliath versus the David. I mean, I've been, you know. I've been an underdog my entire life, you know, growing up in Ankeny. I mean, doesn't get much lower than that. And well, then you live, you live in Muscatine now. <laughs> I am, uh, you know, I work through, you know, I'm working through it. So, uh, I've got diversity every day and I wake up and I put my pants on one leg at a time, just like everyone else. The only difference is when I put my pants on, I end up getting a championship afterwards. So far. So far. is. I mean, honestly, everybody voted against you because no one wants a double champ. 
what it is. It should have been a nobody wants someone to win both sides in the same year. It should have been a landslide, mainly because I'm the commissioner. No one should ever want the commissioner to win. I don't care what league you're in. You should always want the commissioner to lose. Everyone hates the commissioner. It's a thankless job, but you thanked me, and I will take mercy on your team. I thanked you, but then, like, I'm going to make a trade, I don't know, in a week from now, and you're going to be like, I need payment. And then all of a sudden, I hate you again. <laughs> um. Yeah, I do need payment from you. Not yet. Well, yeah, once you make the trade, then, yeah, exactly. I, will need, I will need that payment. Uh, but, uh, I'm going to have to be like... Hey, wife, um, I don't have Venmo, so can you Venmo loop this? And then she's going to be like, yeah, sure. And then it won't happen for a few days. I'll be like, hey, it takes you two seconds and you're kind of off this entire week. So, yeah, that, that's usually how it goes. And then I'll nix it. You know, I'll be real hardcore about it. Be like, no way. No th- no way does this happen until I, you know, I get payment. I mean, I'm definitely not driving to Muscatine to pay to save the league dues. Well, that's too bad. Well, we've got a little special treat for for the league. So we realize that it's you know it's championship week. It's just me and Grim. But as a league, you guys have been listening all year, and we appreciate it. So we have come up with some inspirational quotes uh, for every team, kind of based off of how. At least how I took it. Jacob and I both did five teams, and we'll alternate between these. But how I looked at it was looking at your college and NFL rosters and then my opinions. So let me get at it here. I guess, um, Jacob, how did you come make select your inspirational quotes? Um, I did it on the fly about ten minutes before we started. Um, so I think they fit. Very on brand. Yeah, but I haven't, I haven't really dived into like certain teams' college rosters. But I, I just know the general feeling that I have when I think about their teams. Yeah. And so my quotes are based on that. All right. So, Brett, mistakes made in our life are our lessons in disguise. And sometimes the best lessons learned came from the worst mistakes made. This is from Unknown. And I just want to recap, because I have kind of forgotten about it, but then Grim brought it back up. When Grim got George Kittle and Rashad White for you, and you got Malik Willis, a 2023 second in the NFL draft, uh, Calvin Austin the third, and Noah Gray. So, you know, you made a mistake... Malik Willis isn't good. George Kittle, hashtag good. But apparently not as good as Mark Andrews. That's apparently a story for a different day. There are life lessons here. This this whole thing is a disguise, and you're going to have to understand it and process it and move on from there. So that, you know, those are my words of wisdom for you, Brett. That's a massive, massive fleece job. I mean, based on my Twitter poll, as long as two parties agree, 70% of America believes it is not. I'm the 30%. (laughs) Alright, so tweet 
Your inspirational quote is, being broke is a temporary situation. Being poor is a state of mind. That's from Mike Todd. I, for one, think you're just currently broke, not poor. Nate. Okay, Nate. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. You're not responsible for your disease, but you're responsible for your behavior. Again, from an unknown source. You're not responsible for your tradeolism. I don't know how I want to say that. Tradeaholism? It's a disease and should be treated as one. You can choose how you behave, though. You always have the choice when you're in these trade talks. You do not have to choose to be a tradeaholic, but you can choose whether or not to accept a trade. You have no power over being a tradeaholic, but you do have the power, but you do have power over how it affects your teams. You are responsible for your teams, even when you do not have control over every aspect of it. I mean, Nate's... It's pretty evident. Nate has a trading problem. But is it a problem? I don't know. Is it an addiction? Maybe. But the dude did turn around a really old NFL squad, sold it off, got some... You got C.J. Stroud. You got Will Levis. You've got Josh Downs. Brees Hall. He's got all these guys. And I think some of the league maybe needs to turn into a tradeaholic. So maybe Nate needs to have like an AA meeting, but bring all the people who are not tradeaholics into it and try to get them sipping the juice. Nate, that's a challenge for you. Listen, me and Nate, I put it out there on on the chat. Hey, I need a trade. I'm bored. I got knocked out of playoffs. First one to hit me up, Nate. You hit me up, too. We need to get a trade done, too. Something. We do, yeah. I'm just kind of, like, it's going to be boring if I don't have something going on. But me and Nate, we're going to trade. I'm going to give him Brian Robinson. He's going to give me Luke Musgrave and Jeremy Bernard on the college side. Like, theoretically. Theoretically, like theoretically, like we can't make it happen. Sources yet, are starting to leak, but yeah, I'm just saying, Nate's a tradeaholic. I'm a tight endaholic. Okay, I can't help myself. I like the good ones. Okay, <laughs> I I'm ex- you know what from a Debbie standpoint, this tight end draft, especially for dynasties like dynasty leagues, this tight end group is. A solid one. You got Musgraves. You got Kincaid. Um, you've got Michael Mayer. I, I'm, I'm Darnell sure Washington. Yeah, I'm sure there's been other like tight end classes that have been really great, but this one, the first time since I've really been playing Dynasty, where you've got maybe six guys that could like be legit fantasy producers. Like you should. Like it's, a, it's a good year to get a tight end. Yep, I agree. And again, the great part of being in the C2C league, because not a lot of people are going to know about these guys. They're going to talk about them like, oh, they're just a tight end. Well, honestly, in home leagues and stuff like that, you can probably wait to get a tight end until the third or fourth round, and they're going to be probably pretty good. 
this year. Yeah. I mean, just think about last year. Like, Jelani Woods went in the third round, but he had, like, next to no hype coming out. You've got, like, five or six guys that are getting hype already. Yep. With potential first round. Six tight ends aren't going in the first round. But there's whispers that some teams are, like, viewing these guys as a first-round pick. Where do so. you where do you take – I want two players from a dynasty standpoint in a – I don't know what – let's go one-point PPR, dynasty. Kincaid and Michael Mayer. Kincaid. Like, no, like, which round would you draft each one of them? If you're in a four-round rookie draft. So I think I think Mayer is probably going to go in the first round, which the cost at that point in a rookie draft, I don't know if I'm doing that. Yeah. So I'd probably just, like, pass on Mayer and let somebody else draft him. Kincaid, I think, is more of your receiving tight end in the NFL. And so he's a little bit more intriguing for fantasy, and you can probably get him, depending on where they're drafted, obviously. If they both go top 10, like, holy crap, we got to take him now. Yeah. But depending on where he gets drafted, I mean, you might be able to get mid-second, late-second for Kincaid. Like, if I'm in, like, a 10, 12-team league one PPR, like, I'm not taking Michael Mayer before the third round. Like, that's just going to be where I am, and I'm not taking another. Just like you said, the value. If it's tight end premium, then, yeah, I might take a tight end in the first round. But Well, I'm you not. just need to also understand that Michael Mayer is not going to be there in the third round right. of your rookie draft. Like, so you got to either have to love him and take him or somebody else is going to. I agree. So then Ian's quote, I think your whole life shows in your face by Lauren Bacall. Ian, you have more wrinkles this year. You should do something about it. Buy some cream, some Derma E. Just do it. Figure it out. Make some moves. So is the... The wrinkle cream he needs to buy NFL or college players or anybody? So neither of his, like, I actually like pieces on his college team and I like pieces on his NFL team, but he needs to move on. I just feel like he's kind of trending in that direction of being in the middle of the pack, like going forward. So it's like you have to shake that up. If you're in the middle of the pack, you're not winning anything. So would you would you recommend he goes for it on the NFL side since he was the champ last year? And he honestly had some bad luck this year um, where he could have been a playoff team. Uh, and then the last two years on the NCAA side, he's like just squeaked in, I think, both times as a sixth seed. So I don't know. Is there, is there a way that you would uh, persuade him to, to move? To me, it's either trade NFL pieces and focus on the college side or go sh- do what I did, go straight Devi players on your college side so that you get the pipeline kind of funneling through. 
because yeah, they're dart throws, but some dart throws are way better than others. I agree. Chad, just when you think things can't get any worse, they do. I've learned that life is an hourglass. Sooner or later, everything hits rock bottom. All you have to do is be patient and wait for someone to turn everything back around again from parts unknown. Chad, you need to find some managers in this league who you can trade with and can help turn over your hourglass because time is running out. You are a cellar dweller. Have you hit rock bottom? I think you have. But have you? Maybe you need to look in a mirror, reevaluate that team. Maybe you need to go to one of Nate's AA meetings. Nate, after you listen to this podcast, put it into the chat when you're going to have an AA meeting so we can have some of these guys show up. All right, so the next one is Dennis. This quote is, Dennis's quote is, freeing yourself was one thing, but claiming ownership of that freed self was another. That's by Tony Morrison. Grim, you've been playing free and loose on the college side, taking Jaden Reed with the 14th pick in our draft for purely college production. You have a youth problem on the NFL side and a draftable talent problem on the college side. You need to get it together. Corey, don't always trust what you see. Even salt looks like sugar. Again, from Parts Unknown. You have a great couple of years here on the NFL side and a great first year on the college side. But this college side took a turn for the worse last year. Is your franchise a spoonful of sugar or a salt? I don't recommend you taste it, but you should be able to know. Is that NFL side turning into salt that was once sugar I don't know only you can tell and if you need to go to an AA meeting again Nate will be dropping in the chat when when those AA meetings will be happening we need that meme of that like grandma who's like licking a popsicle and it says like all these flavors and you chose to be salty (laughs) (laughs) alright so then Patrick your quote is Promise me you will not spend so much time treading water to keep your head above the waves. Don't forget how much you truly love to swim. That's by uh, Jules Acri. Patrick, feel free to take the college side seriously. Your future NFL team will appreciate it. Jake, my quote for you. No matter how difficult the challenge is, Always stay positive and believe in yourself. Kobe Bryant. Okay? So, I know you just got bounced sooner than you wanted to from the NFL playoffs. And you also just lost again to Brett. This league is a difficult one. You've built a player database that has led you to the likes of Quinshawn Judkins. Believe in your process, and I'm sure you will be rewarded. That infuriates me. (laughs) What, you don't like Kobe? I don't like how you kind of went heartfelt with it. 
Like, do you even like do you even like me as a person? I love you as a person. You're my co-host. Well, then you should know that my love language is talking shit. You should have made fun of me that entire time. Instead, you're giving me like props. Well, not I mean, if you want to look at it, what did I not say? You, your process gave you one player. You made a lot of picks. You only got one player. Right. You kind of suck. Your college team blows. He hasn't made the playoffs for two years. You think you're good on the NFL side. You can't even decide to win a playoff game. I mean, what are you doing? I, w- I would prefer that. Yeah. Well, you got what both. You, what you just did, though, previously, was hurtful. <laughs> like, if you were my actual, like, if we're actually friends, you should know to never, to never do the whole, like, serious talk thing with me. I don't like it. I don't I don't I don't need your sympathy. We are coming for your ass next year. Belleville, your process puts out cornerbacks as running backs. So like you safeties, need to safeties and that guy's a stud. <laughs> Kyron Jones is a stud. So let's just pump the brakes. I didn't say your process was good, just you know just gonna have to get better. We're not playing IDP. We're working on it. But I will say this. I put out that list and, like, immediately someone's like, oh, he's playing DB for Kyron Jones at Georgia. And I'm like, god damn it. (laughs) I I worked really hard on this. (laughs) Maybe we'll get that guy on on the podcast. That'd be cool. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. There's only one person left for a quote. And I don't see a quote there. I'm oh, looking at the show sheet. I forgot to do one for you. Is it because I am an inspiration to the league? I mean, I Is have that, what the league should aspire to be. I don't think we need to give you any more inspiration or players. Like, I mean... Is this just where no one trades with me, and then I just, you know... I I started from the bottom, now I'm here? That's honestly the one thing that would be stupid about, like, you getting the better of, like, a lot of these trades is people to stop trading with you. Because, like, we don't know. We don't. There's a whole lot that can happen, even next year, where I guarantee the top ten wide receivers this year are not the top ten that are there next year. That's... To some people, like you can ask Ian, I gave I pretty much gave him a championship by trading with me. Yeah. Just Luke, what'd you call me, Luke Double O P? <laughs> no, Luke D O Double G. Luke D O Double G. That's. No, I'll come up with your inspirational quote for next show. Okay. Um, I kind of missed it on the show. Oh, man. That was, <laughs> that was depressing. All I'll right. Make it like, I'll make it a couple paragraphs. Okay. So now we're going to get into our bull picks. Coming into this week, I was in first, Tweet was in second, you were in third. I have now gone through uh, all the bulls except for the Oregon North Carolina game, and then what is it? The uh, Old Miss Texas Tech game. 
so currently, Jacob, you are still in third at 10 and 14, and Tweet and I are now tied at 15 and 9. So give me a second here, and I will pull up. We're going to go through. I blame officiating and coaching. All the bowl games have been pretty close. Like, they might have been lopsided at, at one point, but also then they end up pretty close. There's only been, like, a couple real lopsided ones. We had some pretty good ones today. So, Tweet's not able to make it with us, but he did give me his picks. So, I'm going to get... Wow, Texas Tech is just throttling old Miss. What is happening? Did not see that one coming. All right. Again, great radio. Making it happen. So, tomorrow... Well, let's see. We've already done those. So Friday, we have Maryland versus NC State. Jacob, who do you have? I will go... Oh, boy. I'll go Maryland. Tweet and myself are taking NC State. Pitt versus UCLA. Who do you got? UCLA. Uh, let's see here. Tweet and I both have UCLA as well. The Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. We've got Chad's Fighting Irish versus South Carolina Gamecocks. Who do you got? I can't root for Notre Dame, South Carolina. Tweet and I also have South Carolina. The Barstool Sports, Arizona Bowl. Ohio Bobcats versus Wyoming Cowboys. Who do you got? Wyoming. Tweet and I again agree on Ohio. Then we've got the Capital One Orange Bowl, Tennessee versus Clemson. Who do you got? Clemson. Clean sweep on Clemson. The Sugar Bowl, Alabama versus Kansas State. (laughs) Alabama. Clean sweep again. Then we've got the Music City Bowl, the Iowa Hawkeyes versus the Kentucky Wildcats. Tweet and I are taking Iowa. I'm taking Iowa just because of how many people are going to be out for UK, but Iowa's offense is pretty bad, so we'll see. We've got the semifinals, TCU versus Michigan. Who do you got? I want to say TCU, but it's Michigan. Clean sweep. All three of us take Michigan. Then we've got the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, Ohio State, and Georgia. Georgia. Clean sweep again. Then we've got, um, let's see here, Mississippi State versus the Fighting Illini. I might go Illinois. I'm also taking Illinois. Tweets taking Mississippi State in the Fighting Mike Leeches. Then we've got New Year's Day. We've got uh, USC Trojan versus Tulane. I need to make up ground, and I don't believe in USC's defense, so I'll go Tulane. All right. Tweet and I also take USC. I will mention the Illini game is also on New Year's Day. Uh, the Cheez-Its Citrus Bowl, LSU versus Purdue. Mm, give me Purdue. Tweet and I go LSU. Me and Tweet are 
in lockstep a lot here. Don't like that. The Rose Bowl game. Penn State versus Utah. Utah. Me and Tweet also pick Penn State. So that does it. We will uh, pick our national champion after uh, on, on our next podcast, and we'll see how we how we end up, and we'll give a final score for that game. So our next episode will be Thursday, January fifth. We uh, moved this one up because uh, had date night on tomorrow night. So thank you for being flexible and moving this up. Yep. But then that will be our last podcast for this fantasy season. We'll probably take a couple weeks off just to recoup this. Honestly, like it's been a grueling season, and those anybody who does content that does it daily, like wow, like this is exhausting doing it once a week. Yeah, I mean, also like I will say that the age of our kids doesn't help. Uh, yeah, you're right. And then, like, you know, whatever. ESPN, that's part of their job. Yep. You know, do it during the daytime or whatnot. But, like, any content creators that do it at night, that this is what they do for fun, kudos to you because it is a lot. Plus, typically you're doing whatever analytical grind, film grind there is, and still producing content. So, thank Also, you. one thing about the list of running backs I sent out. We got to replace Kyron Jones with Roderick Robinson. Okay. Just because, basically, like his speed got changed, so like now he's hitting like upper twenty-one miles per hour. So that means like size, speed. You got to have him like in your Devi guys that you're going to target. He's going to Georgia. Georgia. Yep. Which sucks. To be honest, like <laughs> go somewhere else. Um, like dominate, but because he was going to UC- UCLA and then flipped, right? UCLA would have been awesome. I think he was going to UCLA and then flipped a, a few weeks ago and then went to Georgia. Everybody goes to Georgia. Um, Good luck picking the size speed freak. That's the right one. One of your guys I have been in talks with, and uh, should be having a interview come up here. What's one? Breezy Dunbar. Nice. Going going to Boise State out of the Texas area there. Yeah. I will say, like, my, like, same criteria was basically used. The only difference this year was basically I watched everybody. <laughs> but, um, so I actually liked what they put on tape. But the big, I mean, my list was, I think, 15 last year like my final list of guys that i would actually like draft um this year it's eight Oof. yeah i'm excited to see what they do here there in boise state um so if you happen to have any questions that you want me to ask feel free to let me know and i'll make sure to For get sure. those i'm on but they should be at some point be on a uh interview with um the doing the future freshman podcast, uh, nice. There with campus to Canton and uh, yeah. So I'm looking to do a couple player interviews. I've got one set up with Jackson Smolik on the second. 
Uh, and then Austin Novosad don't have an exact date or time yet, but that will be coming soon as well. So, cool. Are you like on retainer for Boise State? Pretty much. <laughs> see, I've done. Let's see, I've done interviews with. Well, I'm gonna do one with Breezy. Did one with C.J. Tiller, um, quarterback that's going there. Uh, Ashton GNT, and then uh, Stefan Cobbs, their wide receiver there. So I've done four interviews with, with them. So what I need to do is like talk with the campus to Canton and like get them to like give them swag so that like they can wear it and then people can talk and then grow from there. That's what needs to happen. That'd be pretty cool. So everybody likes free swag, right? I mean, just ask Dion. Let's see here. Who is swag? Who, who is it? We don't know. <laughs> um, something that I did want to bring up in... So we're going to be talking next Thursday, January 5th at 9 p.m. If you want to come on, please come on. Let me know so I can send you the link. We'll recap our championship and then whatever crazy stuff happens. Uh, sounds like we may have a trade to talk about. Um, and... Our championship game is going to be a rematch of week six. Now, Jacob, I don't know if you remember anything about week six, but here's what week six was. It was me versus Grimm, and I beat him 202 to 181. So both put up pretty good scores. That was our only matchup. So one and zero against Grimm. Our three, our, our our matchup for our number three spot. We've got uh, right. It's Corey and Patrick, and they are one and one. So this is the rubber match. They met in week one and week ten. Corey won in week one and Patrick won in week ten. So should have a good matchup there. But is there? I think, I think Patrick swept me this year. Yeah. I think like two, three of my losses were to him. No, we should do. We should do something fun because we do college where there are rivalries. We should do like a rivalry week or something where it's like I really hate it when I lose to this team because we'll like I can make the schedules whatever. It might be kind of hard to figure everything out, but I don't know. I think it would be fun. Yeah, as long as someone isn't playing somebody like five times in the year, yeah, then probably fine. So I think we should, as a league, you guys discuss what what you want to do. But I think that would be something fun. Or You're the only commissioner I know that wants more work. I know, right? <laughs> Glutton for punishment. Was there anything else you want to uh, say before we take off for the night? No, um, happy holidays, happy new year to everybody. Um, yeah, it's been fun. This is your weekly reminder to start your studs, except for you, Grim. Start your scrubs. Good night. See ya. <laughs>